0: Our reading for this morning comes from James, chapter 1, reading from verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, And the evil that is so prevalent And humbly accept the word planted in you Which can save you Do not merely listen to the word And so deceive yourselves Do what it says Anyone who listens to the word But does not do what it says Is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror And after looking at himself Goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray
1: together. Father God, as we come to listen to your word, draw close to us. Challenge us anew that we might continue to journey with Jesus. In His name we pray. Amen. Have you got your listening ears on? Some of you are looking a bit aghast. Of course we have. This is a question my daughter will often ask her four boys. Now with four boys in the house, you can imagine It's not often very quiet. Have you got your listening ears on? The boys then know that they need to stop doing whatever it is that's distracting them. And they have to listen closely. And if they don't, they might miss out on some important information. That good listening is usually followed by some action or activity There's a sense of that in this passage today. Those of you with good memories, and I have to say I'm not one of them, uh, Rachel had to point out to me, will remember that David actually preached on this passage at the end of August under the No Offences series. However, it was only possible to cover a very small part of the passage because it's such a rich vein of Scripture. And I felt drawn to look at it again. So the passage in the New International Version Bible is called Listening and Doing. Now, back in the time of James, when he wrote this, people would have to listen to the Word of God when they came together And then they would have to commit it to memory and carry it in their hearts from week to week because there were no Bibles then. We're blessed in being able to have probably several Bibles in our houses. Would that be right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not only that, we have access on the internet to Bible Gateway, which gives you every version you could ever want. And then... You can have it on your phone as well. You can have the Bible, the whole Bible on your phone. And in addition, Bible reading apps. We have daily access to the words that Jesus spoke. However, we aren't called just to listen or to read scripture. We're called to live it out in our lives and Jesus set the benchmark for that he set that benchmark as to how we should live and that's written down for us in the Bible so how are we all doing with that I have to admit that I'm an abject failure but I'm just grateful that we have a loving God who when I fall down, when I stray from the path, he picks me up and allows me to go on my way with my handbook, my Bible, and Jesus accompanying me as my supporter. We're all on a lifelong journey. We all will make mistakes, but we must continue to strive to do the right thing. So here's a question. Why do we come to church? I'm not going to ask you to answer. Don't panic. However, if we think about it, we come because we are broken. We come for healing and for encouragement so that we can go out and face the world again, showing people who Jesus is. However, in yesterday's, I use the Lexio 365 daily Bible reading app, and N.T. Wright said, the church is not a place into which people escape from the world, but it's God's bridgehead into the world. Christians are called to live as signposts to the new creation, as the bridge to the Messiah. Have you ever thought of yourself as a bridge before? We are bridges to help people come to know Jesus. And we become those bridgeheads by being doers of the word. Now, we don't want to come here week by week and take part in worship and listen to the nice sermon. Okay, sometimes it's not a nice sermon. But, and then we leave here, and maybe we discuss it over Sunday lunch, and then we forget about it. And then we come back and have another sermon next week. Hearing alone is insufficient. To hear and not take action on the words that we are hearing or reading in our Bibles We're lying to ourselves. We would just be like, as James said, the person who looks at themselves in the mirror and then forgets what they look like. They might be looking at their hair, or lack of it, their makeup, or that bit of food that's stuck in their teeth. But if they don't do anything to change what they see, then what's the point? We need to remember the image we see when we peer into the mirror of God's word. Are we reflecting everything? Are we reflecting Christ in everything that we say and do? When we read the word, we might think that we've got it. And fully understand how we should live Christ like lives. But inevitably, we go astray. And that's why we're called to look inside ourselves and to do it regularly to see how we are doing. As we listen to sermons and read scripture, we need to actively think about how it should change our lives for the better. So when we leave here on a Sunday, we should be thinking about the words and how we need to change so that we are following Jesus. When we're reading our Bibles during the week, when we're praying, we need to mull over the words that are speaking to us. We need to pray and ask God how we might live out these words. We need to ask ourselves a question. And it's one that those who were in huddles years ago will remember. But it's one that applies to all of us. What is God saying to me through these words? And what am I going to do about it? What is God saying to me through these words? And what am I going to do about it? How can we put these words into action in our own lives? How do we do the word of God? A well-known sportswear company, I'm not mentioning it by name, but at one point had as their logo, Just Do It, when trying to encourage people to buy their brand. Go and buy these training shoes and just do it trying to encourage you to take part in some sort of sporting activity. Just do it. Now that message is not a new one because we've got it in our Bibles and it's been there for hundreds of years. Listen to these words. Read these words again and just do it. Allow the words of Jesus to change us, to make us reach out to help others, to demonstrate love, to share our time, our talents, and our energies. We really need to be intentional about our faith. Looking out for widows and orphans doesn't just mean going overseas to help for a week or two, as some of us have done in the past. And some will do in the future, next year, with a trip to Uganda. And for those who are unable to go, encourage them. Help them with their fundraising, or give a donation. Or give a donation to the, a charity, which is helping people overseas. There are numerous charities around. Or fill a shoebox It's not about making a list of good deeds. And then once we've finished them, we're done. We've done our share. If you look closely at verse 22, you will see that James uses the present imperative. Do. Do what it says. This is to be a continuous act. We have to keep doing. So once we've finished our shoeboxes, that's not it. We keep doing the word of God. Looking out for the vulnerable in our world is and should be a constant activity. How do we do it? We need to reflect on how we love the vulnerable in our society. Now, love might be a challenging word for some of us, but Jesus calls us to love our neighbours. But it's not just in the New Testament, because the Old Testament is filled with passages about how God's people were to serve the vulnerable. They were to demonstrate the generosity and goodness of God to the world. And In doing so, they were generous and good to others. God did the same for us. God's people, therefore, have to work for justice because God is just. James states that we have to care for the poor. And while some of us might think this is only meant for the Christians in our community, or maybe a little bit further afield, the Old Testament shows us again and again that we are to look out for the stranger and the foreigner. Leviticus 19.10 says, do not go over your vineyards a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. And in Deuteronomy, and these are only a couple of examples, the Bible's filled with them, he, that is God, defends the God of the fatherless, the cause of the fatherless and the widow, and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. Do we do that? How do we do it? Perhaps you're doing it in ways that we don't know about. Maybe you'd like to share it with us. Because as we celebrated Elise, we like to celebrate. And we're not blowing our own trumpet. We want to encourage people. Listening and doing. Faith and deeds. And I'm not going to say love and marriage. So, Mother Teresa, or St. Teresa of Calcutta, she picks up on the faith and deeds and says, faith in action is love. And love in action is service by transforming that faith that we have, living act of love, we put ourselves in contact with God himself, with Jesus our Lord. This quote is a powerful reminder of our calling as Christians to live out the truth of God's word, even when it's tough. And then we need to keep coming back to the Word of God to constantly remind ourselves of what we should be doing. Earlier, I posed the question, how can we put these words into action in our lives? How can we be doers of the Word? Well, even in this place, there's a few practical ways of serving God, serving others. It could be something as simple as volunteering for the tea and coffee rota at the morning or evening service. And if you want to help, speak to Lindsay, who's somewhere here. or she's there. Speak to Lindsay afterwards or speak to someone at the hatch and they'll point her out for you. It could be volunteering an hour or two to come along and short, sort out the shoe boxes in that week at the start of November. For those who are less able, it could be making a donation to the Bethany Night Shelter or Christian Aid or Tear Fund or some other charity, working with vulnerable people. We need to look at what James actually meant and then consider how it can be applied in our lives today. Now, I seem to be repeating myself. But it's like children, sometimes we have to keep reminding ourselves, keep looking at the word, and then apply. And if we do that, then our lives might impact the lives of those around us, many of whom have yet to know Jesus. Does the way we live our lives demonstrate Christ's love to the point that others question what you have. I've spoken to a few people recently who have said people have asked them how they've been able to cope when they've been dealing with a very difficult situation. And it's because that person has been able to demonstrate their faith. In another situation, somebody asked if it was okay to pray. And that helped sow seeds of God's love for that person who's yet to know Jesus. Jesus expands on listening and doing in the following chapter when he speaks of faith and deeds. In James 2, verse 14 to 17, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace and keep well fed, uh, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Listening and doing. Faith and deeds. Are we doing it? Are we living as Christ has called us to live? However, some people might get a little bit confused. And C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, says Christians have often disputed as to whether what leads a Christian home is good actions or faith in Christ? And he said, I have no right really to speak on such a difficult question, but it does seem to me like asking which blade in a pair of scissors is most necessary. Listening and doing, faith and deeds. But we shouldn't forget the word of caution in the final two verses. And allow me to read from the message translation um, of James chapter 1. Anyone who sets himself up as religious by talking a good game is self-deceived. This kind of religion is hot air and only hot air. Real religion the kind that passes muster before God the Father is this. Reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight and guard against corruption from the godless word. If we can do these things wholeheartedly, they, that is people in the, who have yet to know Christ, they will know we are Christians by our love. Let's pray together. Lord God, teach us again the joy of walking through the day aware of your constant presence. Help us to be a people who love to follow the example of Jesus Christ and lead us as we continue listening and reading your word so that we can then be empowered by Holy Spirit to live that word every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.